This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata. Listen to Cincinnati Bengals, they treat it today like a Wednesday because it is a, I would, it's a longer week for them because they actually have seven days uh, versus some of their short weeks, what we've, we, we've noticed over the last 12 days for them. And um, they got back to practice. I know there was a report last night, Ian Rappaport, NFL Network. He's pretty much like 90 to 95% right when he says things. Um, but it sounds like Jamar Chase could miss Saturday. He didn't practice today, but Zach Taylor did tell the media He's currently day-to-day. We are not doctors, so we can't really predict if Jamar Chase is going to be out there or not. Um, he's a different kind of cat, the way he was able to, to get back um, from past injury. I want to say even last season um, was extremely impressed. So we'll see what happens. There's obviously three huge, important games for the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, but any thoughts on being without Jamar Chase on Saturday? We won't really give our prediction or anything, or anything like that until Thursday. Uh, tough. You're down your best offensive player uh i think they are doing some stuff that they can do without him but you know defenses are always going to play you different with him you're going to lose your biggest piece in terms of motion and affecting the defense with his ability to pull defenders towards him just by being out there but they're they're getting to solid concepts that jake browning's able to run so when they're getting to that they can do that without chase now some of that is like well, will it be there without Chase? And some of it is also, can Browning keep it up? Because we're still at the stage, I think, of especially when it comes to like the drop back stuff. This week was pretty much the first time he did a ton of drop back, drop back stuff, and it worked really well. So is that sustainable? Or are they just going to be able to run the ball? Who knows? I think I would have a better feeling about them running the ball if Chase was out there. And that's not about Chase's blocking. That's about defenses will probably be a little scared of, you know, like, oh, we can't allow a Jamar Chase touchdown. We saw the we saw the Jaguars game. Uh, 
So we can't just allow Jamar Chase to run down the field and score a touchdown. So we're going to keep a safety to his side. Well, if he's out, then you, you're not going to have to do that so much. Yeah, we'll see if he's out there. I mean, I would lean towards maybe he doesn't play versus Pittsburgh and maybe his game, just like last year, he comes back for the Kansas City Chiefs game. Um, so we'll see what happens. But like I mentioned before, three big important games for the Cincinnati Bengals. I know a lot of people want to talk on what's the percentage uh, if they win, who needs to lose, all of that. Like that is fun. And I'll take it right now because in the middle of November, I thought the season was completely over and we were going to be talking offseason and draft outlook. And I'm glad we're not. And there is a possibility that this team could play in the playoffs. But for me personally, when I look at these next three games, it's just take it one week at a time. Win, win one week, focus on the next week, the next week. The NFL is a strange league, even in the final three weeks. We'll see what happens. They're at six right now. But for me personally, I'm just – I can't think about all the scenarios. Yeah, control what you can control, basically. Of like, hey, go win the games you can win and do that. If you make the playoffs, great. But there's there's almost no point in thinking like, okay – all these teams lose, and then we win. And it's like we'll be locked into 80% chance. It's like, wow. Oh. I feel like it doesn't happen that often. So <laughs> control what you can, win the games in front of you, and just kind of hope that everything else works out for you. If not, like if they win out the rest of the way, you, f- you feel good. You feel good. Like if I'd feel about as good about that situation as I do about them dropping one of these games, Chiefs or Browns mm-hmm. or Steelers. And then making the playoffs and losing the first round. I, I feel just as good if they won out and missed the playoffs. Like 10 and 7, but you didn't make it. That's fine. Yeah. That's not the end of the world. That's that's like, a, okay, well, they showed they can sure do stuff without Burrow. I think the architecture of this offense makes a lot of sense. And that should help them. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, I'm really excited to see what this offense continues to do, even in 2024 when you look at the running back room. But, you know, I I agree with that. I think, you know, just kind of the outlook overall when you look at the roster, look, they're going to be without DJ Reader. That is so tough. But they also finished a game that I didn't know what what it was going to look like. They were able to stop an offense on a third and one, fourth and one at the biggest moment in the game without DJ Reader. And I thought it just – That was absolutely huge. Obviously, you want Jamar Chase out there. But these are opportunities for your wide receiver and T. Higgins, who – Look, we do not know what his future looks like in Cincinnati. Could it be a franchise tag? Could it be a franchise tag and trade? Will he get signed to an extension? Will they let him walk? We do not know, but this is his opportunity on what has been an up-and-down season and not really due to T. Higgins. I mean, I know there's some drops, injury, stuff that's out of his control, but last week was his game, and he can continue to do that in this moment. And this team, if you think about it, over the last two years – I know since Joe, Joe Burrow isn't out there, but they've had other guys have they needed to step up. Trent Irwin, a name that we haven't heard in a while, could be a guy that has to step up. It looks like Yoshi, who they involved in Charlie Jones in the offense last week. Those are guys that I'm looking to step up, and they could be their name, their number could be called next year if T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd aren't in the wide receiver room. So, you know, this is an opportunity for other guys on this team, and that's what I'm gonna look for 
on Saturday if Jamar Chase can't go. When you when you had a chance to go look back on, we'll start with Jake Browning, that game for him. We had said right after the podcast, it kind of felt, for me personally, felt a little sloppy for about three quarters, maybe two and a half. Yeah. And uh, he was able to light it up and, and win the game and, and throw really important throws. Obviously, the one to Jamar Chase, um, the T against touchdowns. And, you know, the offense was was able to pull it out. But overall, what did you think of Jake Browning? I was a little bit less critical of him in the first three quarters when I rewatched. And mm-hmm. I think he got let down quite a bit. Where he, uh, he wasn't perfect. Like, he made some mistakes. But... Oh my goodness. Uh, in terms of Joe Mixon pass protection was, that was a roller coaster of, it was kind of the definition of him as a pass protector where I think some people even showed some highlights like, yeah, he, he, he went and made that block. It's like, great. When he sees the guy and he knows what he has to do, he can block. It is not a will problem. It is not a desire problem. It is strictly a processing problem. And he got Browning smoked on multiple plays think of the big throw to chase down the right sideline in the start of the game the reason he gets smoked is because mixon doesn't go to the right guy they ran a, a what's called a cross dog so a linebacker is going to run in front to the left and the other one's going to loop around him and come down the middle mixon's guy was technically the one that went front to the left but because he's doing that karis takes him and then karis is like okay mixon you've got to take the other one and mixon just goes like all right my guy's taken care of and just left <laughs> So there's a linebacker running right at Browning. And then there's another play where he's kind of stepping up to go take on, I think it was, uh, it doesn't matter, linebacker. And I guess didn't see him blitz because he then releases and the linebacker is just kind of like, okay, (laughs) goes and hits Browning. It's like, those are not ideal. And it's a very difficult defense. It is a defense that stresses your pass protection a ton. And I don't think there's another defense out there that does this, but that was one of the big examples of like, oh man, he kind of got let down. And then you could think of the big play that Jones, and I think the more longer and longer that is sat, that is more on Jones than it is Browning, like much more on Jones than it is on Browning for slowing down. And think of the T Higgins big plays that just didn't work out the drop. And then the other one that was kind of a drop uh, (laughs) hit the, hit the ground. He kind of controlled it kind of didn't, uh, but, you know, if you want to count them both as drops, you can. So the two big Higgins plays that weren't, the big Charlie Jones play that wasn't, it felt like there was quite a bit of letdown around him. And then, of course, he also made some mistakes, the big one being the, you know, his feet and his body. It was definitely one of those, like, my mind is telling me no <laughs> on that interception because he kind of, like, his feet are like, that's not open. Let's move to the next read. But you see his entire upper body stare like, I kind of want to throw it. <laughs> it's like, no, let's not do that. And then he throws it. It's like, well, interception. Okay. Well, in the, in the defense, as you mentioned, I think we talked about that. And that was kind of my fear. What's it going to look like for Jake Browning in this game against a really difficult defense? Probably the toughest defense that he's had to face. Um, and look, it, it's, it'll still be tough when they play Pittsburgh. And they obviously struggled in that game. And it was his first start out there and they lost. But when you look at this defense and the challenge, you went back and you watched it and you said, oh, you're not as critical on Jake Browning. How do you feel about Jake Browning right now after his four starts? I feel good, especially of him as a backup. And what I think of him right now is high-level backup, which is surprising. If you watch him in the preseason, you heard all the reports at training camp, and you know that he's been cut quite a few times. Yeah. I mean, I think this guy's just a gamer. 
in terms of like the practice stuff, the preseason stuff, maybe that's not as good as it, he can play. But when the lights came on and the moment was at its brightest, he showed up and he played really good ball. So I think some of that is just like, he's kind of a game player than he is a practice player, but I'm impressed. I, I think high level, I'm thinking high level backup type where do you th- like, is this like a, a Gardner Minshew situation where it's like that guy go in there and win you a couple games and look at the Colts, like they're a playoff possible team with that guy. And that's kind of what the Bengals are right now. 